Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker and Alex. We watched Godzilla. Not the good version. There's not many Certainly good versions. not the good version. Now, this movie is, to our shock and horror and disgust, about two and a half hours long. We weren't oh. prepared for this. Now, Parker, you've said in the past that this is an above-average Godzilla movie. Do you still stand by that? What? When did I say that? <laughs> I heard it. No, it's true. I mean, uh, yeah, that's it real. Happened. That definitely happened. I've said happened. plenty of dumb shit. Several I times. believe it. I believe that I said it. I just don't remember it happening. Your Honor. <laughs> no, this... I mean, granted... No. This was a bit of a slog. I've been through the weeds, but no, I would you take didn't. No, I'm kidding. Godzilla and his fucking kid on Monster Island any day. Uh, that movie's 80 minutes, not 138. <laughs> but this one has 200 Godzilla Juniors. Oh my god. The, that's simple uh, math. That's a good point, yeah. That's free real estate. So many Godzukis to have friends with. How dare and you. they're all pregnant. Oh, man. Impreg dinosaurs. You're welcome. They are all... Well, well, I don't know if it's impreg, because according to this, I'm not sure that Godzilla actually has a gender. Well, they call Godzilla him, and if I've learned one thing from 2019, it's that you cannot use incorrect pronouns. That's a good so. point, yeah. That would be... Whew. That's it's, a scariest yeah. moment in the movie. We don't want to cancel that, in brother. 98. They're like, wait, it's a guy, but he's pregnant? I'm just gripping my seat like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, no, it's coming. Okay. Um, before we get into that, uh, Parker, do you have any news? I do not, because I have a lot of American Pie to talk to you about. Oh, good. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Love to see it. Uh, also, you know, it's all trailers. I don't want to talk about a fucking Terminator trailer. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, me neither. Let's get to our Jerks of the Week. Uh, my jerk of the week is someone who's very well known in the film community, and uh, his name is Roger Ebert. How dare you, <laughs> sir, sir? How dare you? How absolute? D resign. Just resign right now. How Delete dare your account, you, sir? I have good news for you. <laughs> how dare you say that video games aren't art? I'd like to credit Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin for uh, putting him in this movie. <laughs> the only the only gutter yeah, ball is they didn't have him get stepped on. <laughs> Dean Devlin, have a brother named Duke, and my jerk of the week is Dean Devlin for tricking Yugi with his dungeon dice. Box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, nothing. Thanks for that bailout. You, you got it. Put Appreciate it on for you. <laughs> My jerk of the week is also somebody who's well-known in the film community. Uh -oh. My jerk of the week is my girlfriend, because every time I leave the house now, she asks me if I'm looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I decided the other day it was nice out, I was going to go for a nice little hike in the woods, you know, take the vape with me, and just, like, go wander around see nature. She's like, you're fucking looking for Bigfoot, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're not leaving with the express intent of finding Bigfoot. 
but you're I, not not looking. If it happens, it happens. Yeah, like, like you're well, not. Yeah, right. You'd be happy if the occasion I mean, occurred. It's like jazz. You just sort of let it happen. You go with the flow. Speaking of vape, I found a guy on Twitter who liked one of my tweets named Tim the Jewel Man Taylor. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's my jerk of the week. <laughs> <Just follow> him. <laughs> He's gonna be on here. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, uh, for what we watched recently, Parker, I'd like to have you go first. Oh, buddy. Well, let's see. I watched a couple Godzilla movies, but that was before I watched this one, so we can move past those. Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about Godzilla right now. No, no same. <laughs> well. See, last week I watched the first three American Pie movies, and now I'm on to the direct-to-DVD ones. And they have they have perks, but they don't have the real Stifler. But the rundown sure does. <laughs> oh, good. The, the rundown absolutely slaps. It is so good. Why are so we good. spending all of this money trying to make a fucking Uncharted movie when this exists already with The Rock and Steve Stifler? Like, I knew but, in the first ten minutes when there's a scene in a club, Chris, your favorite. Oh, good. Where the Rock beats the shit of a bunch of football players while Get Your Freak On plays. That this is going to be at least <laughs> okay. four stars. Might be into it. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good. There's an elaborate scene of the Rock just getting viciously humped by baboons. It's what you want. There's a fight sequence that is almost straight out of Ace Ventura 2, which is questionable. But, yeah, you got some drug trip sequences. You got monkeys... Everything you can want in the Joker. You got Christopher Walken with a whip for like three minutes and then he disappears from the movie entirely. You got that unbelievably powerful Arnold cameo. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. It's a real good movie. It, it's, it's, it, it holds up. It absolutely holds up. Did either of y'all watch the Bash Bros movie on Netflix? I haven't got I a did. chance. Sorry. I did, but I'm going to hurt your feelings because oh. I kind of didn't care for it. Oh, it hurts. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. I, it just didn't work for me. I Go liked ahead, it do your the thing. first time, and then I listened to it again on Spotify, and so many of the songs get stuck in my head now. They get in there, and they do not go away. God bless. It's very powerful. I do I do appreciate just the flex of, like, we're going to do this thing entirely to make fun of Beyonce. Like, I, I respect <laughs> that a lot. But... And it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just one Friday, I was like, hey, by the way, this thing exists. Here's a 30-minute visual poem about the Bash Brothers. Visual poem. <laughs> <laughs> I was lukewarm to positive the first time. I was like, that's only 30 minutes. I'll watch it again. And now I've had at least three of the songs in my head since last Friday. It's it's in there. It's in there real deep. Now let, yeah. me talk, let me talk to you folks about a movie called American Pie Presents Bandcamp. Oh, good. Oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about the plot of this. <laughs> Rereading it again last week made me so happy. So, directed by Steve Rash, it would appear. So we have another Stifler brother. And, you know, he wants to be just like his big bro, who is who went off. Not in the movie. He's off making Girls Gone Wild videos, <laughs> apparently, in this universe. <laughs> He is the founder of Girls Gone Wild, and that is canon. Okay. He's just That's blonde Nescus, dude. Like, they literally, they name drop it. It's not yeah. just like, oh, it's, no, he is the founder of Girls Gone Wild. So it's, what is this? Yeah, 2005, released the day after Christmas. We've got Stifler and his other high school friends that all have hair just straight out of the sweet life of Zack and Cody, because it's 2005. He plays a mean prank on the band geeks. Oh, you hate those band geeks, don't you? And he gets taken into the guidance counselor's office. Whom is the Shermanator? 
<laughs> Shermanator lets him know that he is a sophisticated counseling machine sent back in time to help the youth. <laughs> <laughs> to spend his summer at band camp with the other losers. That's when, of course, <laughs> you get the joke of like band camp here. It's a new day, but it all feels old. So I'm like already just in a good place. You have good Charlotte playing. No characters come back except the Shermanator and Eugene Levy. <laughs> uh, we don't get a Sean William Scott cameo, but he sends him a postcard. I went ahead and wrote it down for you here. <clears throat> to Matt Chodlick Stifler. Wish you were here, fuckface. Not. Blow me, Steve. <laughs> incredibly on brand. <laughs> now, the subplot of this movie is like, well, while I'm here, I'm going to make videos like my brother, so I'm just going to hide cameras and record people getting naked, which is very cool. Incredibly regular to have this whole plot be... What if I do sex crimes, but I accidentally fall for a girl, then I feel bad for the sex crimes? You got... It's 2005, so you better believe there's an Asian character who talks like a black guy. Very funny. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, this is an American Pie. You better believe there's a scene where he gets his revenge on the bully by jacking off into a thing of sunscreen and watching the guy put it on. Has that bit done been done better in any one of these movies from this period than in Van Wilder? Well, to be fair, this time he says SPF 69, so... That's... okay. You, you're making 30, a strong argument. I laughed real hard at it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird, because it's a direct-to-DVD movie. It's got the American Pie name. You're like, okay, so it's going to be full of nudity. Nah, it's just... Zoom, weird zooms on girls in bras. There's like almost zero nudity. Like, by far the least nudity of the four so far, which is a choice, I guess? Like, I don't need that for these, but that's, isn't that the whole selling point if you're just making a cheap direct-to-DVD movie with American Pie in the name? But no. So, he gets caught filming the girls, because of course he does, and yeah. they, just, they just throw his laptop away. That's it. <laughs> no one calls the police. No one beats the shit on They're like, wow, and here I was falling for you. And then they lose the big competition. <laughs> and then he has to go back home. And I actually like the scene, right? So he goes back home. He's talking to the Shermanator again. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you really fucked that thing up. He's like, hey, uh, did you guys like Steve? <laughs> he tells him flat out, like, Oh, uh, you know, all of his friends hated his fucking guts. Like, the guy you idolize, literally every character in this franchise absolutely hated Steve Stifler. He's a piece of shit, they all hate him. <laughs> He's like, oh, jeez, I'm gonna get my life together. And then, you know, everything goes great. He gets the girl back, despite filming them doing weird sex things without their consent. It's a real happy ending for everyone. <laughs> what makes this movie so powerful is because, obviously, you want the pop punk. You have to have the pop punk. But it's a direct to DVD video, Uh-oh. so you better believe there's just covers of pop punks. Oh no! God, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm watching. It, I'm like, that's that's not what Pink sounds like. That's not that. It's it's an interesting way to do it. Instead of just getting cheap bands, like we'll just play a cover of Jimmy Eat World. No one's gonna notice, right? I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you a thing or two about the main character. The guy who plays Stifler, he in like the first he like twenty minutes he's doing an impression of him, he sounds exactly like Sean William Scott. 
And he looks almost exactly like the guy who plays Cyclops in the X-Men movies. To the point where he played Cyclops in the epic movie. Oh, shit. Who did another movie? Now, Alex, let me take you back to the heydays of Netflix Party Watch. A powerful time in our lives. (laughs) How many times do we go into the horror section, look for something to watch, and stop on a movie called Amusement that has a spooky-looking clown on the cover and go, Nah, we're good. (laughs) At least two dozen times. A lot of times. Oh, yeah. You better believe he stars in that movie and your boy watched it. Oh, yes. It sucks. For the sake of brevity, let me just describe it this way. The film was originally slated to hit theaters in January 2008. Already a good sign, January. Pushed back to April, then again to September, then to December, and then direct-to-video next January. Jesus. So, it's real bad. It's an anthology, which I didn't know. Horror anthologies are my absolute favorite. This movie has existed for a decade. I didn't know it was one, so always a good sign. The entire second act is literally just the... Wait a second, we don't have a clown, a clown statue creepypasta that everyone read when they were 16. <laughs> if you think about the plot, like literally any of the plot whatsoever for two seconds, none of it makes a goddamn bit of sense. It's an absolute fucking nightmare. It's horrible. <laughs> Five stars. I'm so glad I watched it. So now we swerve back to the other series. I didn't write much about Bride of Chucky, but I wrote down that in the first four minutes, they play the entirety of Rob Zombie's Living Dead Girl. Yes! So that's the kind of movie we're watching. <laughs> it definitely does not hold up as well as you would think it would, but, you know, it's, it's a horror it holds comedy up well. from... <laughs> Let me tell you about the horror community, friend. A lot of these jokes fall very flat, but Chris, you'll be excited because there's a guest star role by John Ritter from your favorite show, Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, John Ritter really slumming it in this. Uh, it was, wait, uh, is the last time I saw John Ritter in um, fucking it? The, the 1990 version? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's that, this, and Bad Santa. And they, <laughs> they needed some sitcom and died. Oh, jeez. Rest in pepperoni. It's, uh... I mean, it's not great by any means, but after Child's Play 3, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up. It leans super hard into the comedy, which, I mean, it's either going to work or it's not. There's a couple cool deaths, but it's it's fine. Jennifer Tilly, please step on me. Let's go for the Naked Mile. Yes, I've been waiting for this one. So there's another Stifler. (laughs) Yup. There are two Stifler cousins in this movie. Now, I knew nothing whatsoever about this movie. The opening scene in American Pie Tradition, parents leave the house, oh my god, we love you, honey, we'll be back. Oh, cool, house to myself, time to jack off. We've all been there, relatable. He starts just pounding off in the living room, just beating it. And his dad, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, is like, oh, <laughs> shit, we forgot so-and-so. They turn back around with Grandma in tow. Mom, dad, and grandma walk into the house as he's finishing. You can't stop it once it started. Comes all over them. Grandma drops dead. (laughs) And then a voiceover comes and goes, Yeah, that's how my grandma died. (laughs) 
one of the most baffling things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, it's literally the opening to Ferris Bueller, but instead of like, alright, let's go on these wacky misadventures, he just jacks off and accidentally comes on his grandma so hard it fucking stops her heart. Now, I knew I knew you were gonna get to this, and I was so excited because the the second you brought up that first scene, I was like, oh, "Yes!" It all came rushing back. Fucking believe my eyes because she falls <laughs> over. My God, very funny. They just walk over, take her pulse. She's like, "She's dead." Yeah, and that was a recurring thing for the first half of the movie. Like the parents are constantly, like, "Yeah, he's gonna jack off and kill Grandma." <laughs> Shooter McGavin hates his fucking kid for not being a real stiffler. It's very good. Now, this time, Stifler is not played by a person from Epic Movie. His biggest credit is the Haunted Mask two-parter from the Goosebumps series. <laughs> oh! So, yeah. The Unfinished Review. But, boy. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that second part. That ain't ever coming out. That fucking sucks. Okay. But anyways, they really crank up the nudity this time around. Boy, they know do what they. the people want, which is big, stupid, fake tits in American Pie 5. Now... I kind of enjoy it because this Stifler is just a total dweeb. Just a complete normie who doesn't want anything to do with the rest of the Stifler clan. So there's a montage of all these people <laughs> like teasing him for not being a Stifler. Including one guy going, dude, a real Stifler would have totally fucked that goat. You'll never <laughs> see that person again. It's, He's not wrong. His cousin, Dwight Stifler... <laughs> Wants him to come out to college for the Naked Mile, but you see, he can't because he's grounded. Because he killed his mom. His <laughs> mother's mom. His sweet, sweet Graham Graham with the cum shots. You hate to see it. Like, there's a dinner scene. It's, you know, Mom, Dad, and Little Stifler. And Shooter McGavin is just furious <laughs> at the fact <laughs> that he won't fuck. But the thing is, he's had a girlfriend for two years, and she's just not ready. Like, he has a girl, but he's not fucking. And that is just disgusting to his dad. Let me see here. <clears throat> Stifflers do not fake being sick to stay home and pull dick. We cut class to get ass. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> and then for some reason, Stifflers' girlfriend's like, Hey, I'm not ready to have sex yet, but you can go hang out with your cousin and get it out of your system. So she's just like, hey, go fuck whoever. It's cool. This won't backfire. So he goes to college, and we get the movie, which is the Chad Stifler and the Virgin Stifler, <laughs> literally. <laughs> now, the se- the movie takes a break for about ten minutes to have a football game against a rival football team composed entirely of little people. Boy, does it. <laughs> uh, if you don't like hearing the word midget, I have bad news for you about this movie. <laughs> it is too bad. <laughs> aggressive and never ending. Now, I wrote down this line because as shameful as it was, I cackled loudly as the lead little person walks up to Stifler and says, <clears throat> "Well, well, well, if it isn't the regular sized retards ready to get your ass kicked again, Schindler." <laughs> <laughs> Shitler made me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is just nonstop boobs and butts, 
they do the naked mile, and then there's still like 20 minutes left in the movie. I have to ask, they when all... he said regular size retard, did he have like a little person's voice? Did he sound like Vern Troyer? No, he had deep voice. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> it's the whole team, and they're just laying these dudes the fuck out, and it's it's pretty funny, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, Chad Stifler gives them all a pill, and they're like, oh, sweet, ecstasy. He's like, Dude, that was a boner pill. And they're like, oh, we took it. It's <laughs> so like the last 20 minutes is just doing weird boner games. The it's, boner game sequence I, is so long. It's endless of them like, all right, I'm going to throw this. And you hit it like a baseball. It's like, I, you can just fucking you can end the movie. It's fine. <laughs> it's like 20 minutes on. The Naked Miles over. Let's play these boner games. Oh, my God. I didn't actually have sex. I love you. And then the movie ends. <laughs> This movie exists solely to be jack-off material for teenagers who have a blockbuster, but not high-speed internet. And you know what? There's a place in history for that. I was I was there at one point, yeah. yeah we've all... Whom amongst us has not needed to crank down while mom, dad, and grandma left the house? <laughs> <laughs> but it marks the signal of a new era, because pop-punk was no longer cool. So you just got a whole bunch of mid-2000s budget butt rock. And, you know, it's a rough transition to go through, but, you know, time makes fools of us all. Let me talk incredibly briefly about Seed of Chucky, because I had never seen this. It leans 100% into being a comedy, and oof. Oh. So, the only thing I knew about this is, obviously, he's got a kid now, and it's super contentious like people either love it or they fucking despise it like worse than child's play 3 which is a tall order because my god that movie so i turn it on the title card comes up then you get a bunch of cgi sperm flying around and the first name in the credits is red man yes so do with that what you will <laughs> the kid the son of chucky and tiffany is voiced by Pippin from Lord of the Rings. Yes! It's just sweet little British lad who doesn't want to kill people. It tries incredibly hard to be meta. There is a Britney Spears joke that made me want to claw my fucking eyes out in the middle of the movie. It is very bad, and I hope to never watch it again. But, 80 minutes. So you know what? Wasn't 138 minutes. That's that really is enough this week. Yeah. Yeah. I will be joining you next week with the movie about the Real Deal Studio, Beta House. <laughs> <laughs> God, I haven't, I haven't actually seen that one. I might have to indulge. I somehow never saw Reunion either. I think I got halfway through it and I had to go do something, and then like all movies are like, oh, I'll get back to this someday, and then a month went by. It's like, oh, I'll have to start it over. I'm good. Yep. Don't forget, isn't there like another one, like the Book of Love or some shit? I don't Is know. there? I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you'll find out. Yeah, yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> Good. Okay. Alex, you said you didn't watch anything. I got a, I got a, I got a little, uh, little normie corner for you guys. Oh boy! I, I watched. I just watched. I watched this, and I watched the the Lonely Island thing, which I basically already touched on. So, you know, I tried to put myself in the mindset of a normie. Like, what do these people watch? Like, what's their thing? Three ninjas. You know, are they trying to, like, latch onto some new HBO show? It's the Bachelor season. Do I really want to go down that route? Like, what's on MTV these days? And I found something that, you know, just covers all the bases. <laughs> Your boy started watching Double Shot at Love. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
fuck me. What? <laughs> it is. Are, are you guys familiar with Double Shot at Love? I am not. Please tell the class. <laughs> so MTV has a dating show now where the two mystery contestants that all these women are at this house to compete to date are Vinny and Polly from Jersey Shore. Oh. What the tits? <laughs> it is unbelievably good. I only watched the first episode because it's fucking like two hours long. <laughs> so it starts off, Vinny and Polly walk into this house. There are end tables made out of uh, like car rims, which is like big flashy huge things. There are like golden baby shoes on the walls. Like it is just Never like worried. the most elaborate house. They, they walk in, they go up to like their bedroom. Uh, Pauly D has a clock that is made of watches that move around. Those <laughs> Pauly D fucking thing. It is so cool. So they're up there. It's like three or four minutes into this show. They've already cracked on basically everybody else from the original cast, except for Sitch, who is, of course, still in jail. Yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. Boy. Free Sitch, free Sitch. Yeah, for your... Um, so naturally, they're like, you know, we're pretty big pranksters. Let's play a prank on these girls. These girls are going to come in, like, two waves of ten, and each time, like, a group of girls shows up, one of us is going to go down pretending to be Chris Harrison and say that the other one is the only contestant they're competing to meet. And then at the end, we're going to be like, ha, gotcha, you're actually competing to date both of us. <laughs> Got so, <laughs> Huge pranksters, these guys. Huge pranksters. So they're sitting up there in the room watching this TV camera of, like, all these girls that are pulling up to the house. And it's all of these, you know, like, exactly the kind of girls that you'd expect that anybody from the Jersey Shore would go for. Just, like, they're all wearing, like, fucking neon plastic shit. There's a lady that shows up in a cheetah dress. There's another lady that shows up, tells everybody she used to be fat, has a couple drinks, and then starts, like, going around on all fours like a cat. <laughs> Someone jumps in the hot tub in all their clothes. Someone else starts crying. They still haven't met anybody yet. They're just... They're just, they're just doing their thing. They're going nuts. They go out, um, they come down and, like, do the introductions. The first group of girls, not particularly catty, kind of looking after each other. A lot of crying, a lot of love. They go out, they do, they do a mock DJ show to, like, to try to impress Polly, but none of them has any idea what they're doing, so, like, one girl just yodels, and one girl just, like, gets up, like, says a couple lines, and then shakes her ass. Like, it's, it's real powerful shit. Like, 30 minutes in, the first person quits the show because they didn't feel a connection in the first five minutes. Because of course they did. <laughs> then it's time for Vinny's group of girls, where Vinny's the one pretending to be the contestant. And you can tell that the producers convinced them to do this because they loaded all of the caddy girls into the second section. And these girls are just going at each other. Oh, I, I should mention, in the first section, because, you know, some of them have to get voted off right away. And their their way of, like, their version of, like, handing out roses on The Bachelor is for Vinny or Polly to walk up with their phone and ask the girl to put their number in it. It's, <laughs> oh my god, that's so it's, good. It's real good shit. Um, so, <laughs> the girl that gets kicked off is not any of the sloppy drunk ones or the one crawling around like a cat, but this one girl whose only crime was looking sort of like Polly's ex. <laughs> So all of these batshit crazy people get to remain in your life. Then we get to Vinny's girls. 
And like I said, Vinny's girls are just going at each other. This is where you get, like, real-world-style fights. There's this one girl who's just, like, coming in and thinks she's hot shit and starts, like, just mouthing off to all these other girls. Um, there's almost a fight in the first ten minutes. The guys are up watching this on camera laughing their asses off, because of course they are. Like, they all know, like, none of these girls are gonna be the winner. And how the fuck are we gonna pick one or two to get rid of? They go at, they go down to do, like, their version of the, um, the DJ show that they put on for Polly. But, you know, Vinny's a smart guy, so they instead decide to do trivia. <laughs> oh my god. The trivia questions alternate between the bafflingly easy, such as how many stars are on the American flag, that one was gotten wrong, uh. and also anecdotes about Vinny's life that the girls learned five minutes ago. That are also <laughs> all gotten wrong. Is that like Legends of the Hidden Temple? Where they just <laughs> tell you a story? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Like, the, the whole intro, like, Paulie goes up and he's explaining. He's like, yeah, you know, my boy's real smart. He graduated from the College of Staten Island. And then, like, the second question is, what college did Vinny go to? And the did girl's like, I have Staten no idea. For half of his questions. Yeah. <laughs> One of the questions that was also missed was name three Italian desserts. <laughs> and my favorite, what does MAGA stand for? Oh my which, god. Which, oh. of course, was Make America Guido. <laughs> I am so excited to watch more of the show and report back because it is so, so, so good. Uh, please let me watch it. I remember this show was a thing. Like a decade ago, they brought it back. <laughs> I, I when was this a thing before? I don't remember this. Well, I think they all I know is I googled it, and it says, "Hot on the heels of a shot at love with Tila Tequila comes." Oh yeah, that I forgot about the Tila Tequila show. No, so we're going down a rabbit hole that we will never escape from, buddy. I know this ends up with us watching the From G's to Jets season that has real crap on it. So. Yes. Ah, it aired weekly from December 9th, 2008 to February 2009, and then they just brought it back a decade later. That's so cool. Because I, I fucking love this show, and I desperately want other people to watch it so I have somebody to talk about it with. Uh, right. Don't let me down, Hulu. Daddy, this. Alright, that's all I've got for Normie Corner. Okay. Chris, go ahead, buddy. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's start off kind of slow here. So you guys have seen the the trailer for the new Shaft, right? Yes. I well, I went back. I rewatched the original Shaft, which guess what? Turns out it's still good. So um, go see that version instead. Don't you don't have to see this remake. I don't know why they have to keep dragging Richard or, out you out know, of just watch all three. Exactly <laughs> the whole trilogy. Uh, <laughs> no. It is the third movie in the series. Yeah, oh, like, you don't have point, much yeah. to say in the matter. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, Shaft is well known as a classic. That's just what it is. Then I finally, finally, I'm so sorry it took me so long. I finally watched Bubble Boy. I <laughs> I really really liked it. That was that was so funny. It's so good. That was that was entirely worth my time. I every single time they played, damn it, I laughed really hard. Uh, <laughs> all three times of course the third time's the best now skip i know you're partial to the number three <laughs> boy do i have a movie for you so first of all i didn't know that marley shelton was in so many movies she was in this planet terror uh warriors of virtue of all movies uh here's my thing about jake gyllenhaal 
first of all, I, I think he was a little too good for this movie. There's a point where he's doing like dramatic acting, and he's like actually really, really good in this. But I'll accept this as penance for Donnie Dorco. So uh, yeah, overall, Got a way better movie. Um, I don't know why. Okay, so when it came out, everyone was telling me, "Oh yeah, it's the worst movie ever made." You know, it was it's terrible, it's horrible. I'm like. Okay, I'll put that on the list. It's just sat germinating on the list for a long time. This is nowhere near the worst movie ever made. This is nowhere near oh, no. as crass or as uh, disgusting as Freddy Got Fingered, for example. It's nowhere near as boring as Godzilla. But uh, I, I can see why people don't like it. Um, it's it's just a stupid movie. And uh, I don't know. It's I a like real it. stupid movie. This is extremely <laughs> stupid. So Based on it's true so story. Good, so though. Okay, then I went to the movie theater on Memorial Day, and uh, I want I want to tell you guys a, a story about uh, sacrifice for our nation. Um, I watched the Thin Red Line, uh, Terrence, my first Terrence Malick movie. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, Have you had you never seen it before? Never seen it before. Um, I I wanted to get so. to it. Star studded cast. Um, it was just incredible cast. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible cast. Nick Nolte, John Cusack, Sean Penn. Uh, George Clooney for about three seconds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto, I didn't even recognize him. <clears throat> anyway, uh, and there are a bunch of other people. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Uh, I'm missing I'm missing a bunch of people, but it's like there's a ton of people and you can see why. It's really more of like a tone poem than anything else. And it's got a really, really good message, which is that every man, <clears throat> every man fights his own war. It's... Uh, Everyone is going through something different. And so when we talk about our troops and how they all must think and feel, we're really doing them a disservice. Everyone has a different experience when they serve. But that's not my story about sacrifice. When I go to the theater, I like to order a set certain meal. I like to get my baked pretzel with two cases. If they don't have that, I'm just going to walk out. I gotta get a water, I gotta get my grapefruit sculpin, and I like to get the Colorado steak salad. It's healthy, it's got meat, it's, it's great. They brought the pretzel and the beer and the water, but they delivered the wrong salad. They, I was like, "What? what is this fake salad that I have to eat? I'm, but I didn't want to like bang my spoon on my high chair and be like, hey, this is the wrong salad. And I was just like, well, I'll just shovel it down my throat and watch the movie. Let me tell you what that salad was. It was one of those uh, like specialty salads that they do for a certain movie. This, move, this uh, movie was the one for, well, I'll just say it. It's the, oh, no, 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 I'm a rocket salad. This salad gets its name from Rocket, what they call arugula, over in Elton John's corner of the galaxy. And it's a radicchio salad dressed in a charred sweet onion dressing. Grilled croutons, tomatoes, radish, dried cherries, and goat cheese are also thrown into the mix. Tasted like dirt, but I ate the whole thing one bite. So I'm watching the movie, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, you know, and I start percolating some butt coffee. And I'm like, oh, oh this is hurting. Oh! this hurts i i know right off the bat i got a heave of havana or there's gonna be some big trouble but I don't, yeah and that movie's like four hours long yeah that's so. the thing it's it's a three hour long movie and i'm like i don't want to just get up and go what if i miss something really good and i'm like uh no i'll just sit here and tough it out you know I'll just so by the end of the movie it gets worse and worse and worse i just you know everybody's like oh you want to stay and see the ground no i know i'm gonna just run out of there wouldn't you know both bathrooms are under maintenance so she's like, hey, you want to go and watch the movie? Like, nope! And I just speed home, probably break the sound barrier at some point, unload on the porcelain convenience, and I just set up shop in there for several hours. I'm just, my knees are shaking, my shoulders are sweating. I deserve the silver star. 
And that's why my jerk of the week is Elton John. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the most disgusting salad I've ever... I, I should know better. I don't know why I shove stuff in my maw unless I know what it is. But, uh, yeah, that was extraordinarily painful. Other than that, pretty good movie. So well, the entire thing is your fault because you took a bite with, oh, this isn't what I wanted. But I did yeah, anyway. I, I've, I've, gotten, <laughs> I've gotten a salad at Alamo twice, and they brought me the wrong one both times. What so the... I could have warned you about that. Oh, jeez. Actually, I have to admit, the, the servers were really bad. They kept trying to give me a milkshake, and I said no both times. I'm like, I didn't order a fucking milkshake. Just take the milkshake. What's wrong dude, with you? Based Just on what my stomach was up. doing at that point, having a milkshake would have been awful for me. Oh, yeah, you would have not made it out of there. Yeah. That'd be a trail leading. Oh, I wasn't saying you should take it for your sake. I was saying it for our sake. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> In that case. I just want the story where you shit yourself during a Terrence Malick movie. <laughs> Seriously, though, pretty good movie. Um, I know you're dedicated enough to content that you're like, <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. I'm just going to poop myself. Can you guys bring me an extra bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. No, that's. I, I've, I've said this before. That is, in my opinion, one of the two best war movies ever made. It's that and uh, Pass of Glory. Pass of Glory is really good. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd almost hesitate <clears throat> to call Pass of Glory a war movie. But. I think I think it is. I can't separate it from war itself, the idea of it. Um, yeah. But I've seen a whole lot of war movies, and i got other ones I put up there. All Quiet on the Western Front, I definitely put up there. Um, I love the book way too much. Like, the movie's good. The book is like, very, very good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Um, I still have to see Band of Brothers, though. So, I'm going to get to that. Yes, you do. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I know. I'm tracking it out here. So the next one I watched is one that Alex posted in the Discord from noted... <laughs> Thank God. Noted normal, regular, cool guy who's never done anything weird, uh, Luc Besson. Uh, he, he wrote the movie, it's either called Warrior's Gate or Enter the Warrior's Gate. I'm, I'm getting conflicting reports here. I decided, what the hell, it's on Sig, I'll go and check this thing out. Oh, good God. <laughs> it's, it's it's not really uh, worth a tremendous amount of time. It is about a gamer, a hardcore gamer, who uh-huh. he's uh, <laughs> working with. <laughs> he, he works in this ancient Chinese shop or something like that. Like I guess like oh, Jackie no. Chan Adventures. And uh, the guy who works <laughs> there is... The guy who works there is like, oh, geez, that sucks. You're getting beat up by bullies, and your mom ha- is is like out of work, and they're gonna have to foreclose at your house. Let me give you a gift. It's this big fucking like Chinese urn or something like that. It's like that's not gonna pay the rent, but okay, yeah. Now he has it. And some Chinese guy climbs out of the urn and is like, so that he gets attacked by ninjas or something like that, and then he's told, "You are the warrior of destiny, and you have to protect this Chinese princess or something." And I'm still trying to get my bearings on this movie. Anyway, uh, that Chinese princess or empress, I don't know. Um, she's played by an actress called Nini. First you whiff, and then... Anyway, she's really good in this movie. Oh, she's I the, love Monty Python. The, <laughs> oh, good. I've got a recommendation for you, then. You're next assignment. No! No, I didn't mean it. I take it back. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Nini is actually the best part about this movie because she's the only one who knows how to act besides the main villain who we'll get to. And she's also, you can tell, has a lot of experience in martial arts because she doesn't need protecting. She's way better at protecting herself than the main character is. Why not just watch her? Because she's like actually interesting and fun to watch. 
And they do the whole thing where it's like, oh, she's new to this planet or time realm or this part of the country or something like that. So she's interacting with a toaster and, and shit like that. Anyway, at some point, some guy uh, in the mall says, yo, you're the shit. And she's like, what does that mean? And uh, he's like, that's what people tell you when they really like you. At the climax, when the hero saves her, she's like, Josh, you're the shit. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, anyway, for the most part, I'm, I'm not really having that bad of a time. It's more of like a kid's movie, which is disturbing when you realize who wrote it. Uh, but yeah. the main draw of this... Hot, sexy kid. <laughs> the main draw of this is actually Dave Bautista, who um, I was a little concerned about because I'm pretty sure they're just casting him based on what he did in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like... You know, someone else wrote those lines for him. He didn't just, like, improvise and just do whatever he wanted. He's actually really funny in this. Uh, he's he's a lot of fun. He's worth watching. And, um, he's dressed up like Kratos from God of War. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I had a decent time with it. Um, I think... When do the sex crimes happen? You're really bearing the lead. Uh, luckily, there are none <laughs> in this movie. But let's name one thing that Luc Besson did that was untoward. We don't have time for that. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the next movie I watched. I finally watched Avengers Endgame. And shock and horror here, it was really good. But, I, you know, the, my favorite thing about it is it was under 90 minutes. You know, it's in and out, and uh, I was able to watch the whole thing. It was kind of weird, though, because Brie Larson wasn't in this at all. I thought Captain Marvel would have been featured. Uh <laughs> and, you know, I didn't see that shot of all the women at all. So I might as well reveal to you guys right now that I'm not making it up. I actually did watch the Avengers Endgame fan edit. God <laughs> bless. So for, the people, <laughs> so for the people who don't know what I'm talking about, they're just like, what in the world? No. Uh, let me uh, just read off exactly what it was. Uh, fan edit Endgame. Because this is worth talking about. <laughs> Um, it's crazy that the superhero fans get rid of all the parts of the girls. Yeah, it's shot. Well, not all the parts. Um, Finally, this is the Avengers Endgame defeminized fan edit, aka anti-cheese <laughs> cut, aka straight white male edition. Endgame, but shorter. No feminism. No gay shit. Less boring filler. Less sniffing its own farts. No constant quips and other small changes. Uh, a one hour twenty five minute runtime. Based on the V3 cam, image rather good for a cam, audio great, line no audience noises. Uh, Change in no particular order. Absolutely no Brie Larson, neither in the beginning nor in the finale. Hence, anti-cheese, because no Brie. I'm a really big fan of how much they hate her for no reason. This is, it's really weird. <laughs> it's very cool and normal. Most quips edited out to give more consistent, serious tone. E.g. Fortnite, Dab, America's Ass, Empty Gauntlet, Snap, etc. There's like five jokes in that yeah. three-hour movie. Stan, yes. Stan Lee-themed Marvel intro from Captain Marvel. This should obviously oh, God, have Jack been the movie motion. to have it in the first place. Shut no up. Hawkeye training his daughter. Young women should learn skills to become good wives and mothers and leave the fighting to men. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. No fucking way. <laughs> no women leader conference. Way, since you haven't seen it, that's a two-minute scene in the beginning of the movie. Oh, that, I can, not even two I minutes. Tell. I can tell because that scene is so jarring. He's just not doing anything. And that scene it's not being... It's cold open. You can tell that something was missing. So no women leader conference. No gay support group talk. Moping. <laughs> Bro, you've been talking about your feelings a lot. It's pretty sus. Moping. Oh, fuck. I gotta watch this, don't I? <laughs> Moping slash dialogue slash filler in first act severely reduced. Time travel happens after 30 minutes. 
Boy, does it ever. That, to me, was like the most confused. They just build a time machine. They just, it's like that, and it's gone. Uh, careful with that snap. But, like, it, they just build a time machine. They just go back, I'm like, uh, uh, okay, all right, I guess we're doing this. Any science babble that isn't necessary to understand the story is gone. Nothing takes you out of a Hell movie yeah, quite like pseudoscience. Oh, yeah, the science babble of, uh, it's not like Back to the Future. That's the science babble. <laughs> T- Tony doesn't ask his wife's permission to save the universe. Yes. I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out. Yes. Okay, now this is the one that I had a problem with, because, again, I, I hadn't actually seen the version. This is the first version of it that I've watched. Female sorceress gets scared of Hulk and just gives him the stone. Their talk was a giant plot hole anyway. No nebula <laughs> Wi-Fi. She gets kidnapped and they read her memory. Tony doesn't meet his dad. Thor doesn't meet his mom. It's pointless. Okay, so the scene where... Wait, what? No, it's yeah. not. So the scene where they all go back in time to, I guess, the first Avengers. And the Hulk is like, hey, I'm uh, looking for the Infinity Stone. And that bald woman is just like, oh, uh, you mean this? It, he's like, yeah. I, oh, yeah, you never saw Doctor Strange. Hey, you're fine. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you're fine. Yeah, you the, the Hulk way. is like, uh, hey, I, I like that stone. Please give it to me. And uh, she she's like, oh, no, I can't. And he says, I wasn't asking. All she does, she just opens it up and just literally just hands it to him. Is that how it happened in the real version of the movie? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> There's a bit more to it, but yeah. literally, she just—you're never gonna watch the full version. I know that, so it's fine. I'm I'm shocked that they cut that out because uh, how he ends up getting the stone is he defeats her with logic, oh. which you'd think that they would love. <laughs> he actually oh. does. Yeah, oh, right. I, again, he literally just takes it. She just takes it and gives it to him, but like no words exchanged. I would have to like... explain what happened in that and also yeah. her significance in Doctor Strange. And we're all gonna be dead soon, Chris. Okay. It's fine. All right, you're never gonna watch no, the no, hold up now. version. No, and that's okay. Next one. Next one. No Thor being told he can't wield the gauntlet. Hulk just says he will do it. Thor's whining reduced. Sadly, he's unsalvageable in general, but I did the best to make him more dignified. He didn't do a very good job, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> if they edited out Fat Thor, I wouldn't have been upset. It's, be real. I, That's the one I can get down with him with. I, it kind of sucks. Too close I mean, he's to home fat in the entire movie. To be movie, honest with you. Right? They, they would just have to cut him out entirely. Okay. Yeah, I do appreciate yeah, that. That's fine. That apparently they wanted to make him thin halfway through. He's like, "Oh no no, okay, I will be the fat slob (laughs) until the bitter." Okay, so uh, next one here: Black Panther isn't the first revived adventure to arrive and gets a bit less time. He's really not that important. No Wakanda, uh, No Wakanda, uh, Apachal. Is this a French word? Oh, ape chant. Oh yeah, No Wakanda. Yeah, you can say. Okay, there it uh, is. Yeah. Uh, Stumbled onto racism there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think you were uh, women in final battle severely reduced. They should be at home taking care of their kids. In particular, Pepper Same. has no business being there. Does she want her daughter to become an orphan? Wanda's final yes. battle scene is gone. Made everyone else look useless. No Quill getting kicked in his balls for no reason. No Tony dying in Pepper's arms. She isn't there. Uh, that take that emotional closure from yeah. twenty movies. Suck it, losers. Valkyrie barely in it doesn't become queen. Less kitchen psychology, e.g. she knows, they all do. I don't know what that means. Kitchen psychology. Kitchen psych... I don't know what I, that... Sure. I'm not Googling yeah, it. I, I will never... Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to DM Joel and see what he says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, many little fixes, tight names, rescored parts, and cuts of unnecessary stuff, which I wouldn't know. Uh, full listen, read me, which I, again, I went over the whole thing. Uh, it says, in particular, the, he says, not perfect, but I think it works in particular the first act because that was, okay, so the first act was the worst part of whatever I watched because it's just, it's so fast. The cuts are extremely jarring. You can tell that something is missing from most of this. 
And he says that also the second act is a lot more on point. The final battle has less cuts because action is fun to watch. There are too many uh, cuts in whatever this was, to be honest. And then he says, subscribe to PewDiePie. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> frequently asked questions. Who influenced your work? My greatest video editing influence is Candace Owens. But some of her montage Same. ideas are frankly too radical, even for my taste. Are you an MRA? I'm a member of a Christian alt-right organization named Luther Institute, Georgetown, Manchester, Arlington. Abbreviated to Ligma. Um, Got him. The time it took to put this together just for a Ligma joke is honestly... Was it worth it? I applaud it. So here's the biggest twist of the whole thing. So I watched it, and I liked what I saw so much that I downloaded the real version. And guess what? Uh, Avengers Endgame is a very good movie. Uh, I, I, I liked it, and don't watch this stupid fan edit cut. Even if you're like, uh, too late now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, I, I I need to know what if I don't find out what kitchen psychology is, <laughs> it'll be too. <laughs> I soon. will never sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like the gorilla mindset, but for toasters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Nini running around looking at it. Okay, so the next you're out of my laboratory. <laughs> the next one I watched. Uh, I watched. God damn it! I watched. Okay. <laughs> I watched Sorry. The Ring, the Japanese version. Uh, oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. Parker, you, you've never seen it. Have you seen the American version of The Ring? Yes. Okay. Uh, Alex, have you seen either version? Yeah, I've seen the American version. Okay. I, I looked it up online. They both have the same exact ending, so I'm not spoiling anything when I tell you what happens at the end. Um... Overall, before I get to the part that I texted Parker about, which, Alex, you have got to hear, uh, this, this is a good movie, all right? Yeah, I will give this credit. This is a good movie. It does atmosphere very well. It's just the tone. It feels so much scarier when this is on versus, I don't know, almost any Halloween movie besides the first one, uh, definitely including the one that just came out. This is just, it feels like you're on edge the entire movie, and you're always anticipating what's going to happen. It's a really interesting mystery. I'm constantly curious about what's going to happen. Uh... I think the, the, the faces of the victims are scarier than the villain itself. So, at the end, when she uh, climbs out of the well and climbs through the TV, at the the whole ending, I just really was felt left like it was like a gutter ball, you know? I just don't think it was that scary of an ending. I, I feel like... Okay, but try to follow along with me. If I were to do the ending, here's what I would have done. I never would have shown the videotape throughout the movie until the very end. Then it's like, oh, the audience is watching it. I would have made it to like the credits are all at the beginning or something like that. So it, it just cuts off after the movie. It's like, ah, now the audience has seen it. You have to go show it to everyone or, or something like that. Try to break down the fourth wall. Try to get the audience involved somehow. Because, I don't know, she just scares the person to death. She just looks at them and they die. And I, I just didn't feel like it was all that scary. So that was my only problem with it. I know most people really like the ending, and that was the only part I didn't like. I haven't watched Rigu, but I'm looking forward to watching Juon, which is Josh's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I hope you did that just for the joke, because The Grudge sucks. I, I, mean, have, it's, it's, I haven't seen it since I was like. I mean, a I watched the American and one. And I liked it, it then. Yeah. Fine. The Grudge I haven't is watched just... It, it, it kind of feels like it's a snowball rolling down a hill. It's like it just keeps on going and getting bigger and bigger, but it never really seems to go anywhere. Whereas with The Ring, I, I'm a little bit more into it. Unfortunately, when you start to think about it a little too much, it becomes far and far less scary. Like, I watch it late at night, right? And I turn it off, and I'm walking through my house. My house is pitch black, and I'm like, I'm my heart is pounding. I'm just like, holy shit, what if like a little 
Japanese girl in a white dress with hair hanging down on her face is just standing Speaking there. Speaking of Luke Basson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly. Nice. It's like not that scary. It's like, what's she going to do? She's just sitting there in a white dress. What's she going to do? Look at me? That's it. That's, there's, there's nothing to it. So it's not really that scary. The other thing is like she psionically created a videotape to get revenge on the world. I, I don't know. Anyway, there's a reason I bring this up. There is a reason. <laughs> it just... Alex. To your point about the grudge feeling yeah. like a snowball rolling, I've seen it like two or three times. Could not tell you what the ending is with the gun to my head. So yeah, I don't remember. You might be onto something. No, the ending is just everyone dies. Everyone just keeps on dying. She gets dragged last into October, damnation. I think. So stupid. Yeah, I don't I'm sorry. Uh, if you like the grudge, then fine. Fuck you. But anyway, here's <laughs> here's my thing about uh, <laughs> about the ring. Alex, make sure you're listening closely. So at some <laughs> at some point, uh, the the main villain is uh, is that little Japanese girl with the hair and the dress. Her name is Sadako, and she's psychic, and she can kill people with her mind powers. Um, anyway, I guess like her father or maybe uh, some guy at the island or something like that knows that she is evil, and yeah, he's going to have to uh, keep her away from everyone to prevent the evil from getting out there. So he hits her on the head with a blunt object and tosses her body into a well. They use a sound effect. And then we will all have nice time. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> they use they use a sound effect for when she gets hit on the head with a blunt object. Do you know what that sound effect is? It is literally the exact same speed, the exact same pitch, the exact same sound effect from Ed, Ed, and Eddie when Ed is slamming his face into the dirt and declaring that he's a woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me the clip and I had tears streaming down my face oh my god dude it is I had to rewind it three times every single time thwack 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 you could just I could hear her screaming up from the well in Japanese I'm a woodpecker that's <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate so much that you immediately identified this and were like, I have to go find this clip from Ed, Ed, and Eddie to prove that I'm right. Sent to me at like two in the morning. <laughs> My brain is perfectly spherical. That, that, is, that is a power. That is just... <laughs> Jesus. I've been meaning to watch that movie for like 15 years, and now I know I can't. <laughs> no, you know you have to. You absolutely have to. Just when that happens, you will die laughing. Oh, fuck, dude. It is, the thing is, like, there's no way you can miss it either, because it's like, the way the audio works is the, that thwack is a little bit louder than everything else, so you know <laughs> they just dumped it in there. It's so stupid. It would have been so much scarier if it was silent. <laughs> so it's literally the identity sound effect and i know it's it's probably like a sound effect that's been used for a bunch of different things it, it kind of sounds like a tree getting chopped down according to wikipedia she got hit on the head with a machete which i'm sorry just makes it even funnier <laughs> uh, yeah, good. seven days to get those jawbreakers <laughs> It's Bay Kanker climbing out of that well to show the end boys who's boss. <laughs> Did you show anyone else the tape, you son of a shepherd? <laughs> I might be watching Ed, Ed and Eddie when we're done recording, I'll be honest. Oh, that's oh. real tempting. Oh, right. That's okay, real, real so tempting. That's all I watched this week. Uh, <laughs> about... Alright, no need to talk about any other movies. Let's, yeah, uh, see you next, next week. week.
Okay, let's talk about Godzilla 1998. Do we have to? Oh, we'll do it. Let's do it as quick as we can here. So it'll the, be somehow longer than this episode. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking movie. The the fucking balls on the, the Godzilla balls on this movie to come out here with a two and a half hour runtime. Now you know. I mean, I, King of the Monsters. I don't know how long it's going to be. Right. It's all. It's almost the exact same runtime. Oh. It's yeah, probably going to be a lot is not in That's it. There's no Matthew Broderick, and there's a lot more, you know, actual things that there's are, more than like, one visible. monster, which is cool. And also, Godzilla isn't a T Rex for some reason. Yeah. So if you guys, have not, seen... I, 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 I'll, I'll just come right out and say it. Like this movie actually offended my sensibilities. Like <laughs> to try to tell me that this fucking Jurassic Park ass looking T Rex is supposed to be Godzilla. Like fuck right off. Okay. I'm assuming we're not doing the plot, right? Like, scene by scene, because there's nothing to this. Well, what is, so what we can is jump Godzilla invades New York? That's the plot. Eats so, fish, dies. Yeah. Got it. Because, well, like, I tried to go in, like, okay, this isn't the Godzilla I want it to be. Let's go into it. You see this giant iguana. I don't hate the design as, like, a separate monster. I don't hate it at all. It makes one of us. <laughs> and then it roars, and it has the Godzilla roar. And I'm like, all right, that, you have, that is a bridge too far. I may or may not have listened to some interviews, and they said they pitched this to Toho, and they just stared at it for a couple <laughs> minutes, just in complete silence. And they're like, hey guys, let's meet tomorrow, and <laughs> just left. <laughs> the movie almost didn't get made when they pitched this version of Godzilla to the executives. Yeah. Which, if you know, only we lived this. in that fucking world. Yeah. Because Jesus, dude. So, uh, we should also talk about before this movie came out, uh, we don't need to go over every single Godzilla movie ever made. They all suck. We all know that. Yeah, but, who would uh, do that? And, yeah, yeah, that'd be fucking dumb. Anyway, uh, we should also talk about the marketing. God, the marketing was oh omnipresent. I had so many Taco Bell treats with Godzilla on them, you guys. Oh, I know I'm getting from lunch today. <laughs> oh. What is they treats? It's like, hey, you like Taco Bell, little fat kid? You like giant monsters, right, little fat kid? What if you could get them at the same place? And I was a kid in a candy shop for like six months. It was a powerful time to be alive for this little porker. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> getting tacos, getting little monsters. Dude, I didn't even know what Godzilla out. was, but I even I had like a Godzilla cup or a glass or something like that. Godzilla was everywhere. I remember there was like there were like those advertisements. His foot is as long as his bus or something like that. That I thought about his feet Which is, stepping all like over that. me. It's pretty great if I kind of jokes like on that. you guys. I spent all of my little kid good boy points on those like twenty four karat gold Pokemon cards from Burger King. Ooh. So yeah, I never went Damn. to Burger King. So hate the yeah. same. We had one Burger King, and every time I went, the food was trash. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. But you know, Pokemon cards. Sorry, but luckily you, you the got one it. just opened near me. They had spicy nuggies. But that's not important. Let's focus on Godzilla. It's important. So, Godzilla stars, I can't believe this, Matthew Broderick as Dr. Nico Nick Totopoulos. And they constantly make fun of his name. This movie has a lot of anti-Greek sentiment. Uh, I don't know what the idea is. Maybe if they weren't so fucking lazy, we wouldn't be making fun of them. Yeah, how about you pay back your debt, (laughs) lazy bums? (laughs) Make America Greek again. (laughs) Get Godzilla to the Greek. Okay, so anyway. God, fuck off. I'm done. (laughs) So I want to do an impression of Matthew Broderick I've been working on. Yes, Godzilla is evil, but he doesn't know that he's evil. He could even be pregnant. I was searching on DeviantArt. He's just doing this the entire fucking movie. <laughs> Hoping I would just hear tires screaming. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that in so, there. So 
So this, uh, like, this movie has a lot of nerve in a lot of ways. We talked about Godzilla's absolute dogshit design, but nothing about this movie is more offensive than the idea that all of these women just want to fuck Matthew Broderick so badly oh every time they lay eyes he on him. He has a whole Tenshimuyo-ass harem of women who just <laughs> need his dick. I'm trying to watch a goddamn monster movie, and we can't go three scenes without... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I don't actually work for the newspaper. I just want you inside me. <laughs> the first hour and a half of this movie, he's wearing a fucking Samuel L. Jackson hat. <laughs> like, oh my god. That fucking blonde woman desperately craves him. Desperately needs every inch of him. And why? What? What is so appealing about him? Like, the first thing she says when she says, like, wow, he's kind of handsome on TV. I'm like, are you looking at someone else? Yeah, like, are we going to do this with every female in the fucking movie? It's unreal. The answer, yes. <laughs> Affirmative. It, it's not just her. It's also that woman with the red hair who kind of looks like a buzzard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was her deal? She was... I think she liked him more than uh, the blonde woman did. Who? Yes, was it was very strange. She was chewing him out. She's like, this isn't the expert we need. Clearly, we should be trying to find a dinosaur veterinarian. And then she turns <laughs> around you. and sees him Thank and just you. takes off her glasses and goes, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> There's a problem when I'm watching a Godzilla movie and I'm writing down, I cannot keep track of how many humans there are. There are so many fucking people in this endless cast of Simpsons voice actors. Oh, God. Thank you for bringing that up. So we got Harry Shearer, of course. They got the guy who does uh, Kent Brockman. They got they even had Nancy Cartwright for like three seconds. Why? To talk about her piss bed. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so uh, was this before they the the Simpsons writers all threatened to leave the show and then they got huge raises? So they were just making like peanuts before or something. I don't know. Imagine this being your leverage. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna like, go oh. be in the shitty Roland Emmerich hey, movie. Guess what? I was in Godzilla and Mystery Men. So cough it up. <laughs> oh, cool. Future episode. Oh my god, it sure is. So we gotta talk about Roland Emmerich. This dude can't direct. Uh, he's, Correct. He's just talentless. If he wants to just watch every movie he's ever made. Yeah. He has one move, and it's blowing up miniatures in really cool ways. Uh, which, that's it. That's all his moves. Which, game. I mean, if yeah. you're looking for a Godzilla director, not yeah. the worst instinct to take. So, I will die on this hill. I've never liked Independence Day. Of course not. I mean, Independence Day fucking is, sucks. Uh, dog I, shit. I love that movie, but also I'm not planning on watching it again. Oh, jeez. So, don't do it, dude. I'm telling you. I didn't watch you. it I, enough I'm as good, a kid. I'm, good. I'm just going to stick with the memories. Good the thing is, that movie like, for the first time in your 20s is a bad call. The only thing that movie has going for it is Will Smith, who is yeah, just that's lifting enough. everything. Like, Will Smith and like all of like the making of Independence Day stuff that I saw as a kid and like had my mind blown is like enough. That's actually kind of interesting. You know, that's there's a, a bit of nostalgia that goes into that too. And then you learn how movies are made that sort of opens up new worlds and stuff like that. But on the other hand, yeah. fuck Independence Day. So uh all right, so you just made Independence Day, you had this all star cast, you had a real ensemble. Just do it again. <laughs> Alright, so instead of Jeff Goldblum or Will Smith, we have Hank Azaria and Ferris Bueller. <laughs> And again, Got Matthew him. Broderick is straight up not trying. He is really, really, very obviously not trying. He is just saying the words as they come on screen, putting forth no emotion whatsoever. They keep Well, I mean it's on it's understandable. He probably spent all of his effort trying to drive home drunk the night before. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean it rains a lot in this movie like that. 
trying to get from set to your apartment not nah, yeah. you're asking for danger oh if you want danger just drive with matthew broderick anyway uh no we're not gonna let that go the people are dead so why uh, would you <laughs> fuck him yeah and, well ferris bueller's day off is pretty good well, he made that movie where he stays home from school so <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck him yeah, well that movie <laughs> let's be real the best part of that movie was jeffrey jones who is not in this movie so that's why it's so bad <laughs> about <Jeffrey> time <laughs> Speaking of large predators, so Godzilla gets free in New York. <laughs> oh, man. So if you guys have seen uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, a bad movie, then uh, you will recognize this better. movie. Uh, they pretty much just do that climax, and they stretch it out over two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be a great idea? No. No. It is not at all good in any way. And it's so crazy to see the juxtaposition of this movie pre-Godzilla and post-Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Because pre-Godzilla, you get a lot of, like, really nice, like, mid-90s practical effects. It's actually really, really nice to look at when they're just, like, fucking around New York and stuff is happening. Yeah, and then I'm... that CGI monstrosity shows up. Even before you get the full reveal, I kind of like the way they tease it out. Where you'll just yeah. see, like, the tail in the back. I'm like, it's pretty cool. And then he comes full frame. It's like he sticks his big. Like, I know it's nineteen ninety eight. Like I know this isn't fair, but man, it is. Now, it's rough. It it literally looks like it's on the same tier as the Devil from Spawn. There's a couple shots where it's that bad. Yeah. For the most, like when it's at a distance. When it's, it's at fine. a distance and he's not in the light, it's really not that bad. Most of the little babies don't look too bad, but like there are some close ups where it's like. You can, you're rendering this. You can see this doesn't look good, man. Uh, I will say don't this. Don't zoom in on his fucking mouth. For all the budget that they had, every single dinosaur in the original Jurassic Park looks a thousand times better. So what are we doing here? Yeah, because well, they're real. Actually yeah. build miniatures yeah. instead of just this. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those things where a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Godzilla movies are just a big, dumb, sweaty guy lumbering around in a rubber suit. That rubber Correct. suit, every single time, looks better than this CGI nightmare. That's why I will take any of the, even the worst. Like, I watched Godzilla vs. Megalon this week. Just absolute dog shit. But, like, there's tangible things in there. Yeah, like, you can... I will always take that. Like, I will always take practical effects over CGI. A hundred times out of a hundred. When you see a building fall over, you're like, that looks like it's it's falling down and they're going to have to rebuild it physically in order to get it back up there. Something is broken here and it's a whole lot better than just... A like, man in that pterodactyl suit just dropped a man in a lizard suit dick first onto a fake power line. Like, that happened and they filmed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I wrote something down that made me want to blow my brains out. That's good. Let me find it here. Basically, so, originally Jan de Bont was going to make this. He was going to be his first oh. movie. His budget was going to be like $100 million. And they're like, nah, it's too expensive. So they fired him. And he's like, alright, cool. And he went and made Speed instead. So, big win for him. Yeah, and what did he yeah. do after that? Uh, you know, yeah. stuff. A bunch of movies. Anyway, I mean, me too. I would take speed over literally anything in Roland Emmerich's fucking ninety. Oh well, a pretty brave of you there. Geostorm, motherfucker! I don't even with me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so Emmerich and Devlin, no, 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 they get full creative control and their full creative control (laughs) for the Independence Day and Stargate guys. (laughs) And the first thing they do is just throw the script out. He says, "Yeah, I don't want to make that kind of movie. The whole second half is just two monsters fighting. I don't want to make that kind of movie." I'm sorry, what? Correct. <laughs> Full creative control, and then his movie ends up costing like $30 million more than Jan de Bons would have, plus probably another $100 million for all the marketing. So, 
A plus. Oops. Like originally, like Godzilla's gonna have like origins like in Atlantis or some shit. He's gonna fight a big old fish monster for like half the movie. But no. Oh god. We get this giant the goddamn trench. iguana. Well, thing. allegedly we're getting that tomorrow. So we're getting what tomorrow? Fighting a giant fish monster in Atlantis. Yeah, for like one scene. Look, here's the thing about the reports for King of the Monsters. And people keep saying that, oh, it's all just a bunch of monsters fighting each other. No human development. About fucking time. I am. That is my biggest complaint. Get with the fucking program. I sure do love these reviews. Like, not a lot of human characters. Like, you know, they've been making these for 60 years, right? You could watch one. Yeah, here's (laughs) the thing. Look, every single fucking Godzilla movie that I watch, my biggest complaint is the human characters. Every single time, I hate them. I don't want to see their fucking development. I don't want to know about their relationships. I don't want to know about their psychic powers. I don't want to know about, oh, well, if I get this promotion, then if I go to the stupid other planet. No, I want to see Godzilla. All right, that's okay, the, I'll stop being psychic powers. We'll agree to disagree on not wanting to see psychic powers. No, I don't want to see psychic powers because it's never been done well. I don't want to. I see want to the... see the Stranger Things girl telepathically talk to Mothra. Really, well, that's I okay. don't. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need human interaction in Godzilla movies, but also humans created robots. So you know, like... exactly. It's the next logical step to our Pacific Rim crossover that won't happen. Oh, great! <laughs> Daddy needs. <laughs> I need a robots fighting monsters because I. So... Will never be older than twelve years old, and I've come to terms with that. Yeah. So, so what would you rather have? Just a bunch of big dumb monsters fighting and wrestling each other, doing stone cold stunners, or would you rather have that blonde woman literally crying in her room because Nico Tatapa doesn't like her anymore? He took my news story. Cool. There's a hell beast just hiding in the tunnel somewhere. <laughs> Do not care. He literally goes through that big build, which is so stupid. There's just a big hole in it. Structural integrity. What's that? Let's go ask. Let's go ask Dennis Quaid. So, would you suggest that Godzilla <laughs> is stronger or weaker than Jet Fuel? <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's, that's a, a fair debate. question. Let's, let's, uh, let's ask Rosie O'Donnell. She'd know. Oh my God. <laughs> now, Chris, you are something of a Godzilla expert. Now, oh, am I correct yeah. in saying this? I would say, now, yeah, more than anyone else on this podcast. Would you say, okay, that's fine. <laughs> would you say your favorite part is, you know, Godzilla's rampaging, and the military shows up, and then he runs away and jumps in the water? Was that your favorite part of the movies? He literally, I don't even get to see him do that. He just, oh, he just disappeared. We lost track of the biggest fucking entity in existence. He's just gone. Hey, we got three helicopters. He, that's going to be no... Oh, no, he just ran off. Now, Parker... All right, back to 45 more minutes of... But he took my... <laughs> Mr. Scream took my new story. <laughs> Thanks, movie. Now, Parker, you've told me on a number of occasions that you originally majored in marine biology. So, Correct. would you yeah, say sure. that... Is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> would you say that uh, lizards typically eat fish? I don't see why not. The, the answer you know? is no. Sure. They don't. But they're like, ah, oh, I don't what know the about hell? atomic weapons. Jean Reno, the guy from that extremely normal, regular, everyday movie, uh, Leon the Professional, uh, says, oh, week. is a clever move. And they just dump a bunch of fish on the ground. And this is the part that really gets me. Fucking Nika Tatopoulos just looks at the guy and says, that's a lot of fish. And the guy just looks at him like, what do I even say to that? It's like, yeah, it's a lot of fish. Look at it. It's a fucking mountain of fish. What is the deal with the French guy subplot? Oh, okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> Apparently the French created Godzilla. 
Yeah, thanks. Fuck you too, buddy. The French created Godzilla with their nuclear tests and stuff, which, yeah, sure, that sounds like something France would do. And he's part of the French Secret Service, and he's the one who has to cover up all traces of Godzilla and, like, destroy him and get most of the proof back. Because no one's going to report about this or anything. So he doesn't want to get any Yes, we have closed down New York City because of a... Feather balloon. <laughs> he did. He didn't. He didn't want any traces of Godzilla to be traced back to uh, France, which is why he told Nico Tatopoulos, who has a reporter girlfriend. So, <laughs> not entirely sure what his French logic is here, but uh, I will say he's my favorite part of the movie because I just like Sean Reno. Hey guys, bad news. Our movie's only clocking in at 135 minutes. Can you go in there and talk about how American coffee isn't good? Thanks. Three different times. It's great. I love while the, it. While the city's on lockdown and we're just going to keep having scenes where they go into coffee shops and getting more coffee. Like, no, we're evacuating everybody except for essential personnel, yeah. such as the people that work at the coffee and bagel stand. Of course. Don't they know that, hey, Godzilla's walking out there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can safely say that the reason that they didn't like, oh, we'll just have an American movie set in Tokyo, like, oh, I'm a foreign exchange student, kind of like Sarah Michelle Gellar in the American version of The Grudge. Uh, the reason they were like, let's destroy uh, New York because it's it's relatable, everyone knows it, and it's the greatest fucking city in the world. <laughs> the only man who could have cleaned up those streets after all that rampage of destruction was John Gotti. <laughs> like, I haven't seen this since theaters when I was a kid, and I'm pretty sure I liked it because it was a monster and I was mostly retarded. Now I'm only partially. But, like, I'm going in like, okay... Think of it like a disaster movie, but instead of a tornado, it's a big lizard. Got it. And it's just... <laughs> no matter how hard I try and mold and shape my perception into making this movie anything other than complete dog shit, it just completely falls apart. It is so fucking boring. There's like, what, maybe ten minutes of things getting destroyed in this disaster movie? That's yeah. two hours? And, like, as somebody that has spent a lot of time in New York that generally enjoys, like, New York and loves seeing New York in movies for that reason, aside from blowing up MSG being the nicest portrayal of the New York Knicks in any movie ever, <laughs> even I was like, come on. Besides Eddie. Uh, actually, hey, y'all are really like when I blew up the White House, but what about the Chrysler building? I don't fucking care. I, yeah, I have to admit, that's the thing is they treat it with reverence. Oh, that's the Chrysler building. Now I'm goddamn Chrysler building. Mr. It's like Eber. the I mean, sixth there. most important skyscraper in New York. Now like, I, I have come to admit, on. I'm on the other end of the spectrum from Alex here. I do not like New York City. Whenever I go to New York City, I don't have a good time. It's because I possess uh, the sense of smell. Uh, Alex doesn't apparently, uh, and I don't. I just don't like the smell of piss and trash all over the place. Even then, I'm not, like, really getting into it. Like, sometimes you like watching Godzilla destroy Tokyo. Like, oh, shit, get that building next. I just didn't care. I At no point does he climb a building like King Kong, which would have been so cool. He's just walking around on the streets. He's stepping on well, taxis. You see, Who cares? he can't climb anything because he's a T-Rex for no reason. And has these dumb, stubby T-Rex arms that can't do anything. Yeah. He needs to get in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he's the virgin uh, Godzilla versus the Chad Godzilla. Uh, okay, so we have to talk about these two. It's fucking Siskel and Ebert. Uh, they have Jesus. parody versions in this movie because fucking they didn't Christ. like Independence Day. And what else? They direct Twister or something. So total creative control. So oh, these killed myself. You can skip a Twister revisit, by the way, no, in case I, you're curious. Trust me, I know. 
Uh, Spoilers, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman's real good in it, and nobody else's. Philip Seymour Hoffman's good in almost everything, isn't he? just this weird creep who has his own little van. Yeah, <laughs> I love him. He talks, he gets really close to that woman's face and says, The Suck Zone. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my only memory. It's just Dusty talking about the Suck Zone. <laughs> Whatever the fuck favorite. his name is. He's so cool. Oh, that movie's very bad. Imagine if he did that that voice during uh, Capote. Okay, back to Godzilla. So <laughs> fucking idiot. So, uh, <laughs> Parker, did you ever watch Lady in the Water? Oh God, I did. Okay, so remember how they had that one like film critic who says there is no more originality <laughs> in the world, yes. and I thought that was the most like heavy-handed portrayal of oh critics don't like my movies. Sorry, I don't know why I did a Patrick Mahomes impression there, and he just like <laughs> he says oh these are all critics they don't understand what art is they're not doing anything they're not creating anything. Then I saw Godzilla '98 again, and I'm like oh my God, you guys are such fucking babies. Why, they are literally called Mayor Ebert, and his little assistant is called Gene, and they keep doing the thumbs up and thumbs down. It is humiliating. Why not have them get stepped on? Why would yeah. you just do that? It's right there staring you in the face. They, why aren't they getting eaten? <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of, when fucking Hank Azaria or whoever is holding the camera and you think he gets stepped on, and then they reveal he's okay, I was furious. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Cock tease me with someone getting crushed by a big lizard foot. I was so mad. Like, oh, you won't even commit to this. Fuck off. <laughs> I just want to get stepped on a big fucking just, foot. You have a giant li- in the busiest fucking city where you just can't walk two feet without another human being. I don't get to see anyone just get crushed. Arguably the greatest city in the world. So All five boroughs coming together <laughs> to stop the fish. <laughs> Hey man, when you mess with New York City, you mess with all of us. Jeez, uh, he got it before I did. rocks and guts in <laughs> Better movie. They're all they're all carrying Hank Azaria like a fallen hero. Careful, he's a hero. <laughs> he does a voice of Mo Sislak. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, sorry. I'm... Can we just skip to the part that made me want to put my head through a wall? Let's hear it. Hey, Which guess part? who forgot that he just gets shot down by planes at the end of the movie? <laughs> I was livid. Uh, let's. What did we say? End of the movie. That comes with major qualifications. That's it is correct. Ending part five. This movie has ended a million times. This movie should be dead. This movie's done by forty minutes, really. Yes. But Godzilla keeps coming back. They just can't kill this Godzilla. There's so many fake out endings that you're no longer exp- like one of them. They kill him. Just like no way, he's coming back. I can I can already hear his heartbeat. Okay, he's coming back. This a goddamn force of nature. This monument to man's arrogance for creating nuclear weapons gets caught uh, in a goddamn Francis. bridge and shot down. <laughs> I was. Make sure that the Americans are not responsible. We've never done anything wrong before. It has to be France's fault. Not not only did Americans not create this with their nuclear weapons, America's weapons are actually so cool that they just went ahead and killed them anyway, so problem solved, actually. You're welcome, rest of the world. If it wasn't for America, things could have gotten real spicy. Terrorists, your game is through. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we didn't have a strong military, what if that thing actually did get to Japan? What would you guys do? You're welcome. These horses know this is a French lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Man... Speaking of French lizards, can we talk about the omelette du fromage scene inside Madison Square Gardens with all the eggs? Oh, Jesus. God. 
almighty. When I paused as they started hatching and looked at the runtime, <laughs> I it was the same feeling I got when you'd be on like 4chan and accidentally click on like a fucking animal being tortured. Just like, <laughs> oh god. Oh Jesus, no, why is this happening to me? I like how, okay, so Nika Tatopoulos and Jean Reno go down into the, the cavern or the the, the the sewers to go look for the eggs, and so does Hank Azaria and the blonde lady who probably had a name at some point. Anyway, Allegedly. they both go down there separately, and they meet up, and this is after uh, they, the blonde lady and Matthew Broderick just had a big fight, and they're just back together. They're just like, oh, hey, nice to see you. So there are eggs over there. It's just like nothing ever happened. <laughs> it's like it's not a big deal or anything. I mean, she was literally like, crying oh, a... in her room, like, no, whatever. Oh, like, egg, not only is this movie teams. bad, but like the plot is incoherent. It just like, keeps going. That's a problem. Things happen, and then the opposite happens, and it's just not acknowledged. Like it. Because if you see you, all those you don't even have to stop for half a second and be like, "Hey, but wait, but what about this?" No, because it's just like so in your face. It's like major plot point and then contradictory major plot point. Like, okay, whatever. What do you, they introduced the Godzilla being pregnant thing? I was like, "Oh, that's a cute little sequel tease." I mean, we know now that there's not going to be a sequel, but. Like, I mean, that's fine, you know. They put a bunch of money into this. I'm just, they probably thought they had a franchise. And then they hatch, and you look at your watch, and you think about slitting your own throat <laughs> as you realize what's coming. Like, oh, fuck, this is the third act. The third act is just these little shits walking around eating popcorn in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> and not killing a god... Whatever. So, one of the Let's big- have a cast of 80 people and just not have half them get killed off by dinosaurs. It's fine. Whatever. So, one of the biggest problems with this movie is the tone. Every single other Godzilla movie, I've been able to more or less identify what the tone is, even though they're they're mostly different. The first one is played much more like a horror movie than the other ones. It's just this is an awful evil hell beast that's coming to get us. And there's a little bit of a you know a parable about you know, nuclear weapons at the end, but like towards towards the other movies, it's like there's like oh this is a grand adventure. We're going to have to uh, see if we can survive Godzilla versus. Barugan, or the shit, we're gonna have to go back in time to stop Godzilla in World War Two. Or, or sometimes it is even the movie with that little kid dreaming he's on Monster Island. At least I know what the tone <laughs> is there. That's because a coming of it's age consistent. movie. <laughs> this like the score for this oh, is like the most like early '90s Spielberg whimsical ass bullshit. Yeah, this monster destroying New York City. So the worst like, part of the score, the worst offense to the score is because I realized earlier I was like, wait, because the, the the score of most movies sort of informs the tone. The score will tell me how I'm supposed to feel about things. A good example is the Japanese version of The Ring. That score is incredible, and I feel terrified the entire time it's playing. With this. So here's the example. So Godzilla has just eaten all the fish, and he got away. He destroyed the entire city, and they're like, all those bullets we shot, they did nothing. Oh, my God. He survived everything. We couldn't do anything to him. And Matthew Brown's like, that's not true. We fed him. And the music plays like the Little Rascals. It's just like... the fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm music. It's... Godforsaken movie. It literally no, it's not Kirby enthusiasm. It's literally Kirby. It sounds like the music for the fucking <laughs> pop star. Jesus, it's awful. It is. It is seriously like the tone of this movie is at times wildly inconsistent and at times too on the nose with what they're trying to do. They're trying to make money off it. It's basically trying to sort of play a bunch of cards at the same time that they can't play at the same time. They're saying, oh, it's a big scary adventure movie where Hank Azaria doesn't get stepped on. And it's, <laughs> at the same time, we have to like save the creature. We have to feel sorry for it. But it's just an adventure. We want to follow the adventure of Nico Tatopoulos. 
everything is fine. Keep buying tickets. Because <laughs> they try and play with it like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, oh no, I'm here for Godzilla. I am always on Godzilla's side. We need to be wiped out. We're awful people. The monster is my son, and I love him. <laughs> You're not going to get me on the side of helicopter pilot number three who got eaten. Rest in peace. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit about these. The few people who get killed, like, yeah, I don't care. Just some asshole in a plane. Like, I don't give a shit. Show me people getting stepped on. Okay, so I want to talk about Hank Azaria's girlfriend calling him both a retard and a wop. <laughs> the fuck yep <laughs> that just this is a pg-13 movie i saw it when i was eight. Yeah, that's fine <laughs> that's okay that's all right all right just doing that pre-9-11 it's a different era america yeah. is yeah needs to be studied someday because my god we were on one as a society we didn't give a shit about anyone or anything wait so he's life was good so he's male and he's pregnant i could just hear gently going hey <laughs> 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 that's not natural speaking of i actually did i kind of like the line where uh uh, uh nika Tatopoulos is like oh Stop what if he it. reproduces asexually and his blonde girlfriend goes what's the fun in that i, I it's, it's kind of a dad joke but i'm, I'm into it uh I've made dad just peeks in for the road and goes ah! and <laughs> he would have picked a good time to leave that's only like two hours into the movie <laughs> mighty 18 hour <laughs> what felt longer this or the thin red line where you thought you were going to shit your pants the entire movie <laughs> is, oh it, wait uh, well you had to think about it so that's all the answer I yeah once four hours and you thought at any moment if you like cough too hard you were going to explode diarrhea oh, and yet it's like well you know uh, fish there's a lot of fish uh, see there's a difference because like Thin Red Lion's a Terrence Malick movie, and you know right off the bat that, oh, this is a work of art. Godzilla, I would have been out of there as soon as my stomach started doing cartwheels. <laughs> I mean, I am I, your hero. No thanks, movie. See ya. <laughs> I, was, I will get my refund I, tomorrow. <laughs> I was depositing some serious intestinal sculpture there. Anyway, uh, so I we don't have to drag this on any further. Do we have any final thoughts about Godzilla 1998? I mean, this movie everyone has preconceived notions about, so I tried to come in like, okay, I know it's not good, but let me just try and take it for what it is. And what it is is fucking boring. It is so dull for two hours. Godzilla's in it for like, what, ten minutes, maybe? And looks like trash for half of it? It's it's so fucking boring. It is endless. I saw that 28%, and I was like, there's no way it could be that bad, right? I stand corrected. Twenty-eight. Yeah, is I way was too willing high. to begrudgingly be like, I don't recommend it, but you know, it's I've seen some worse ones recently. But no, I would take little bullied kid on Monster Island with Godzilla Junior. a hundred times out of a hundred because at least there's people in suits. Like there's effort, not just Matthew Broderick going, ah, that's a lot of fish, and then a CGI monster. I don't care. Well, at least the birds are singing. Anyway, uh, you seem happy. It's. <laughs> I just looked down and I saw that when we first get to New York, the title card says "The City That Never Sleeps." <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Hate you ain't never met movie. someone like me. All the worst instincts from Jurassic Park. Hey, that raptor scene was cool. What if it was 45 minutes and there were 200 of them? It was fucking Great. dumb and lame. And they all looked bad. 
So here's my biggest thing about it is that I've seen every Godzilla movie, and again, not a great idea. Parker essentially forced me to watch them. I'll put a fucking gun to my head and said, I... you're going to watch all of them. So I remember it differently, I, but you know, my memory's been fuzzy today. Uh, we'll go to the jury. Alex, you agree with me, right? Good. Anyway, so... I mean, Parker made that list, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. just forced me. This ad- Oh, I got, I got some lists for you. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, Hope you like Valerian dick face. Oh, no. People don't forget. Oh, no, I, love, I love Lucas. So, so anyway... My Funny, thing it's about time to start a new list of movies that I watched I had to take a shit. Every single time that I was telling a Godzilla fan I'm watching all the Godzilla movies, and they'd say, oh, boy, some of those are pretty rough. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get to the 1998 version. And they immediately say, that's not a Godzilla movie. And like, they yeah, get like, they're right. indignant about it. And guess what? They were right. That's This isn't Godzilla. All right? this is I like, hate when sweaty nerds are correct. This is... Uh, this is like a parody of Godzilla. It's like this is like the most insulting thing I've, I've seen. So I tried to look forward with this, King of the Monsters. There's no way it could be this bad, and we're gonna find out because I mean, that's our next episode. I mean, the reason we didn't get the Godzilla reboot until 2014 is because they just refused to give us the rights back because they were fucking pissed about this movie. As well, they should have been. The Japanese like, they just of flat out refused. It took over a decade for them to be like, no, seriously, we'll do it right this time. Because, Chris, you remember Godzilla 2000, right? Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's all right, but that got fast-tracked because of this movie. The, Toho was like, oh, fuck no, no, get in there, make something. <laughs> he was still supposed to be on hiatus for a couple more years, but uh, this movie came out. It's, yeah, everyone involved, like, half of the producers that made this deal happen were so goddamn furious when this came out. Like, every executive that wasn't Roland Emmerich or Duke Devlin... Very unhappy. Deed Devlin, but still. No, I know what I said. <laughs> okay. Um, before we close it out, I'll give you guys each a chance uh, for our next movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Who is your favorite monster? I'll go first. My my favorite is Mothra. Oh, man. Well, see, as a kid, my favorite was Gigan because he had the cool blade arms. But I watched the two movies he's in, and they were both utter dog shit. It kind of ruined my week. Alex? Godzilla vs. You... Gigan and Godzilla vs. Megalon are trash. Look at you guys thinking I wasn't going to pick Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I, I wasn't going to steal your thunder there. There was like a 5% <laughs> chance that you were going to say Donald Trump. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> damn it. I like to change my answer. <laughs> Okay. And that's why my favorite monster is Tucker Max. <laughs> the president? No, the monster. <laughs> Got it. Got it. 